Greetings, Mary Meet. Welcome to our little cottage in the forest of the internet. You're listening to Country Dwellers Podcast with Marilyn and Runa. Walk with us on our path as we illuminate spirituality from the pagan perspective. Mary Meet, welcome to our Country Dwellers Podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Marilyn. And I'm Runa. And welcome back to the land of the living, Marilyn. So happy to have you recovering. Thank you. I'm working on it. (laughs) And thank you to Jennifer H. for her great review of our podcast, Five Stars. Rock on. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer. Let's get to the tarot card of the week. Yes, let's do it, baby. All right, all right, all right. Pick it out. Hmm. Have we had this one? Ten of Pentacles? I don't think we've had the Ten of Pentacles. I don't know if we have, but at any rate, let's talk about the Ten of Pentacles. So your Tens are your culmination of situation. Your Pentacles are your northern aspect. They are earth. They are family, home, health, money, foundation, job, things like that. So... This is kind of really great because we're in a time right now. We're going into springtime. We just, you know, got over our new moon. We're kind of in a time of new beginnings. But with the new moon and solar eclipse, it's kind of like beginnings to an end. So this 10 being the culmination of something kind of goes hand in hand with that beginnings to an end, right? So think of fulfillment Think of happiness and joy, and we're talking in the terms of finances, having that foundation of that wonderful home and family, a coming together of family units, supporting one another, loving one another, um, bringing each other happiness. Uh, The Ten of Pentacles also represents um, your ancestors and with the passing of my husband's stepfather just recently, this probably has something to do with him as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, family, culmination, ancestry, stories of remembering and celebrating those family members that you have surrounding you. I think that's what I want to go with because to me that touches a cornerstone is being around and celebrating those family members and sharing stories and happiness of that. So coming into this springtime, yes, you're going to be planting new seeds and things like that, but it's all, it's also a culmination of wintertime too. So mm-hmm. remember that and come into it with gratitude and celebration of family. I think that's where I want to go with that one. Boom. And no, we haven't had the Ten of Pentacles. Well, thank God I just gave that whole spiel then (laughs) (laughs) it's okay it's it's okay what's going on with the witch's almanac let's talk about magical names yes now we touched on this briefly in our very first podcast yes and it was very brief yeah Mm -hmm. and it was last summer already holy shit yeah but we had a request to be our facebook page to talk more in depth about it okay first off the magical name is usually only revealed in a ritual setting and it isn't usually used outside of a coven or group among other magical living people some pagans have two magical names one which they use in public 
and one which is known only to God's deities and members of the person's magical circle and or coven. So why have a magical name? Easy. Everything has energy. Energy is power, thereby words are power. Your name, as you are known in magical circles, and to the energies and or deities of the universe, has a particular energy. Also, for many eons, pagans have been the brunt of persecution. Therefore, a magical name was another way to have a secret identity and protect yourself. In some paths, a magical name determination is part of the initiation process. Yes. Now, how do you choose your name? Wisely. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. Sometimes the name chooses you. And every time I think of that, and the voice in my head goes, sometimes magic name chooses you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it does. Bad Russian accent. And when it comes, when that name comes to you, it will be clear. Mm -hmm. We can both tell you that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I got mine... Merlin, which is my the only magical name that I use. Mm-hmm. I use it publicly. I use it in ritual. I use it with every magical thing that I do. Anytime I represent my magical side, my aspect of me, I use the name Merlin. Mm-hmm. And I got it sitting in bed one night just watching TV as a divine download. A whole poem came with it and told me, this is your name. Well, okie dokie then, that's my name. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't have a magical name because I was a solitary practitioner for decades and decades. And the one coven that I had a brief association with, that wasn't part of the initiation. So when we decided that we were going to do this... I had to meditate on it. I had to journal. I had to basically focus my own energy to reveal that. Like it had been hidden from me for so long. So that's how I got mine. Yeah. And it was, you know, like you said, a a divine download. And it, Runa, once the name came to me, Runa Troy came to me. And, you know, both of them speak to kind of the pillars of my life as far as everybody sees. Um, Runa means mighty strength, and I've had to be a really, really strong person in all aspects of my life. And then Troy is warrior. Mm. And I have a long history of being a fighter, a soldier, an activist, what have you, a reformer. So that's where mine came from. Mine's more along the lines, I think, of the feminine version of Merlin, the magician. Excuse me. And, but it, it means, I can't remember the poem that came down with it. I have it written down in my grimoire. And I think you said it at our first podcast. But once I write things down, I kind of shoo them out of my mind because there's so much crap in there already. (laughs) I can only hold so much shit. But I actually came out with my magical name during one of my circles that I was putting on and then invited everyone else to state their magical names as well, Mm -hmm. which was, I think, quite freeing out underneath the summer moon. It was beautiful that night. I remember that for sure. So like for everyone else who's listening right now, if you haven't figured out your magical name, obviously meditation and dreams are two ways that you can get it. However, other ways include divination, numerology, journaling, or even letting others give it to you. Mm. My number one tip, however, is be patient. Like I said, I went decades as a solitary practitioner without a solid magical name. 
because I was solitary, it didn't matter much. But as I became a witch that people came to for remedies and green witchery things, as well as beginning to seek out companionship in my spiritual path and going to moon cycles and other magical gatherings, it became important. Yeah. My second tip on magical names is to be sure that it's unique to you. You'll really need to do some introspection and find out what has meaning. Just because Lady Morgana sounds like a lovely name, (laughs) but does it really fit you? Fit is important. Outside the reason that many lords and lady names should be reserved for elders in our pagan communities, also you have to understand that your belief system, paganism, your craft is not a weekend renaissance festival. So don't Correct. don't belittle it with something really flippant. For sure, like that. definitely take it seriously. I mean, it is a magical name. Yes. And magic it, is intention. And you're putting that energy and intention out there. You don't want to back it up with some bullshit name, right? That's right. You know? So when I talk about fit, what do I mean? Does the name speak to any traditions you follow? Does it speak to your personality, your ideals? Do the spirits of nature call you first? The trees, the seas, the animals, etc. All of those things could feed into what your magical name is. Definitely. In short, your magical name is very personal, but should reflect respect for you and the energies of the universe. Take your time to find it, and when you find it, you will know solidly that's what it's supposed to be. Yes, you will, for sure. 100%. It will fit like a beautiful leather glove on your hand. Absolutely. So tell me, is this moon cycle a good time for folks to seek out their magical name, maybe? Oh, fuck yeah, it is. Hell yeah, it is. And we'll go into that in a second. But um, I just it has been a bit since I have even had the energy to divine on these moon cycles <laughs> and things like that. This crud knocked me completely down and out. It's still in the lungs, still trying to work itself out. Please keep yourselves healthy. Mine started on the evening of the lunar eclipse, January 31st. I woke up that early morning, went out and saw the eclipse, and it was absolutely beautiful. Did you guys, were you able to see it out here? Cloud cover. Oh, really? It peaked um, about an hour before the eclipse, at least where we are. We got to see the full moon, the blue moon, Mm -hmm. but by the time the eclipse was going to happen, it was all cloud cover, so... I was in Vegas and just standing out on my dad's porch and I got to witness the entire beautiful, beautiful eclipse. It was freaking spectacular. I have pictures on my old tree Facebook page if any of you want to look. The moon has an extreme magical pull and mysterious energy attached to it. And like I said, I've been sick since the lunar eclipse. I caught the flu. And I started my freaking cycle, which I don't really have anymore. So that was a little crazy, right? So down with my period and the flu at the same time. Maybe it's just me, but I totally feel that my body started detoxing as this was also the time that I declared my 2018 changes in my first newsletter. Put them out out of the closet, into the open Mm -hmm. as to what I had planned for 2018. And by detoxing, I mean I feel that the sickness started to get all of the unnecessary and unneeded connections and responsibilities out of the way by literally expelling them from every orifice 
of my body. <laughs> it may be TMI, but we all detox in different ways. Just true. saying. Very true. And it also made me take downtime. It made it forced me to take care of myself, which we all know I do not do very often. Virgos. <laughs> I know. Finally, at the new moon on the 15th of February, two days ago, which was also the partial solar eclipse, I started to feel a little bit better. Definitely more in my space and on my path, as confirmed by starting my cycle yet again. So, <laughs> very, very odd. A final shedding if you will, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I know that you were also going through some insomnia, Runa, along with so many others. Yes, no, I, the shadow, the shadow of the new moon, it started a couple days before the new moon and um just, you know, slept a little bit better last night. Good. The whiskey might have helped, but... <laughs> Mine's NyQuil yeah. lately. It's uh, my drug of choice. <laughs> I, I mean, I always normally the day night of the new moon, I have insomnia. It's, yes, I just feel like it's this burst of energy, and I normally it's a buzzing. get up. It's a huge buzzing, and, for and me. I normally get up and I write or I read or I try to do something productive and and get my mind going. But this was different. This was really different, and I've had a lot of friends comment to me, man, there's something weird going on. And, you know, I'm not really sure what it is. My dreams have been really weird. My sleep pattern's been really weird. My energy has been from, like, you know, burst to absolutely nothing in the span of, like, 12 hours. So I'm just trying to roll with it, though. That's it. That's all you can do, baby. Like you said, I was also hearing of people having many very vivid odd dreams but with the new moon that was in Aquarius that doesn't surprise me at all. No not at all. Aquarius is the air element having to do with your mind communication intelligence imagination it's the bringer of feelings of liberation to our souls. Well, that would explain a little bit more for me because yeah. communication is my fetish. So <laughs> This was a prime time to have dreams while we sleep and while we were, are awake that feed our fires of freedom. So if any of you were having those kind of dreams uh-huh. or feeling as though you needed to freaking escape... And untie those binds that were keeping you from being free. That is probably why. So, anywho, I just want to say thank you to the eclipses for cleansing my soul and my physical being. As always, you did not disappoint, although I could have done without the fucking illness. But I understand. I understand, Divine. I get it. I get it. I needed to, I needed to really take a break. And I did, so. (laughs) Uh, I I keep going back to this one dream that I had this week. Mm. It's so weird. It is so weird. And, like, I can pick out elements of what I think it means. But then there's other parts of it where I'm like, really? Huh? What? What? What is that? And... So I'm back in Michigan, and while I'm there, why I'm there, I have no idea. Like it wasn't the presence of mind of the dream of why I'm in Michigan. Mm-hmm. 
which I swore I really never really wanted to go back to. But so we're there, my husband and I, and and the Vikings driving me around to all my old haunts, right? Oh God! And we we go by this one neighborhood, and the church there is having a rummage sale, and so we we go to the rummage sale, and I see all these things that belong to the household of my first serious boyfriend in high school. Like oh, his shit. mother's dishes and his father's pipe and a painting that had been on their living room wall. And I'm just, and I, I remember loving those dishes and I'm like, oh, I really want those dishes. But I'm like, I can't have that on the boat. That's not really practical. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I see his older brother's clarinet and I'm like, I have to have that clarinet. I have to have it. Like this wave in the dream, this wave of nostalgia sweeps over me and I'm like, I have to have it. And so I like pay the the church lady the 20 bucks, you know, and we're getting ready to leave. And this old man comes and he rips the clarinet out of my hands and says, you can't have it and throws the $20 bill in my face. And, and the Viking grabs the clarinet from him and grabs my hand and we go racing out the door and jump in the truck and we race away and the old man's running behind us with his fists in the air and yelling. And then I woke oh up. Oh my God. When was this dream? <laughs> um, a night before the new moon. Okay. So. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, I don't even know where to begin with that dream. First of all, Viking is your knight on a white steed saving you. Hello. Secondly, I mean, you're connecting to the past, which with air element, I mean, that is ancestry. It's past. It's, you know, connections. Mm -hmm. It's things like that. I mean, thirdly, it was a fucking dream. So, you know, I mean, it is still you connecting to that time of Mm -hmm. your past. And Mm -hmm. who knows why you were in Michigan again? But a clarinet, really? Can you imagine me on on the stern of the boat playing the clarinet? I think it would be absolutely (laughs) fucking awesome. I think it would be fucking amazing. But uh, think about it this way. A clarinet produces music. Music is only another form of communication. True. And a lot of people understand music a lot more than they do words. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, music is actually the bridge to communication in my mind. You can say a lot with a song, right? With yeah. just melody. You can say tons. What a journey these moon phases pull Yes, they, they really what are. They journey. really are. For me, I had an amazing sex dream. Once again, TMI. <laughs> I know, but it was real. Let me just, just put it out there. Just putting it out there. So anyway, right now, we are technically in waxing crescent phase. And the moon is growing. She's maturing and building. She's in her maiden aspect and in her first quarter. But I'm going to throw a little wrench into this mix. Oh, because you must. Because I must, of course. (laughs) Yes, she is waxing. But I'm still feeling the energy of the new moon from the 15th, like I said, just two days ago. So I'm going to say that right now she is in her enchantress phase. You can't really see that crescent yet, but you can feel that sexy pull. Because she's still a little bit dark, some might consider her to still be in her new moon phase. What 
whatever you consider her to be, wherever you consider her to be, right now, she is the moon of regeneration, new beginnings, and growth. She is our beautiful springtime moon. Now is a wonderful time to do magic that pertains to increase, growth, or gain of some sorts. Fertility, the planting of seeds. You can spice up that sexuality in the bedroom or anywhere else you might want to have some fun. It's a great time for magic to celebrate youth and innocence. Invoke the youthful energy of this moon to help you see with new eyes. Do your magic to increase communication for positive changes in life. Start building your foundations by planning and bringing ideas into concept form. Just remember that no plan survives contact with the enemy. <laughs> what the fuck? Where did that even fucking come from? I don't even know. That's true, though. <laughs> Make your plans, but you have to be fluid because flexible oh, yeah, is you too totally rigid. Have to, you have to completely be fluid, but right now is the time to do that. I mean, we are in water moons, so yep. yeah, ride mm-hmm. those waves. But because it is new moon, technically, waxing crescent, it's that time to make those plans for foundation. (laughs) You're so funny. (laughs) This is a really great time, though, to believe that anything is possible. Sure. With the springtime, you see those buds budding from just random trees that look dead. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Any kind of growth is possible right now. Just believe in it. It's a very powerful time to put your wishes and wants out into the universe. So be very careful of what you ask for, people. Since Mm. we are in a water sign right now, I know that I am going to do some water scrying from my tub as I sit in it. Mm. Candles around me, meditative, relaxed state, open to receiving message. I just have to remember to bring my journal this time because last time I did it and I forgot my fucking journal and by the time I got out of the tub I was so spacey I didn't remember half the shit I can just yell at the computer and say (laughs) write this note down for me I, I like that, but in the same token, I love I love using my journal, you know? Oh, I'm sure. such a journal freak. Like, I love it so much. Our moon sits in the sign of Pisces right now, which is a feminine aspect sign, symbolized by the two fish tied to one another, representing half body and half spirit. These two, always swimming in opposite directions filled with hidden depths that some never see. Pisces have shifting emotional currents, conflicting desires, and extremes of temperament. Pisces are people of compassion and intuition, very strong intuition. Uh, Pisces swimmingly is holding the space as the last sign of the astro wheel, representing the end of the circle the sign of eternity, reincarnation, and spiritual rebirth, which goes hand in hand with what's happening with the moon right now, goes hand in hand with our ten of pentacles right now. Yes. All that great stuff. 
Pisces is ruled by the planet Neptune, a planet of mystery, idealism, spirituality, illusion, and elusiveness. Glamour and also deception take place. Its power is that of imagination. It's the planet of bewitchment, representing your dream life and mystic qualities. Go figure. Mm -hmm. Everybody's having crazy-ass dreams. Yeah. Also representing Neptune, the god of the sea. Woohoo! Ruler of all things hidden by watery Um. depths. The realm of Neptune is the subconscious world full of hidden memories, intuition, and clairvoyance. So remember, those dreams that you are having, yes, they do have a hidden meaning. Oh, yeah. Delve a little bit deeper into them and try and figure them out. Just don't be too anal about it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, the whole being chased by the old man, I know I'm worrying about (laughs) the old man. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, shit. I'm going to get you. (laughs) I want my $2. I love that fucking movie. It's one of my favorite movies ever. Who knows where that movie quote comes from? Comment on the Facebook page and we'll send you something special. Please do. It's one of my most favorite movies ever. Pisces' elemental aspect is water. Go figure. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you are seeing the connections here. Moon goddess aspect. Pisces' feminine aspect. Element of water. Cleansing. Compassionate. And feminine, like the goddess Gaia, healing you in her watery, dark womb. Water is the element of intuition, our subconscious, our receptiveness. When we swim in it, it supports us. When we are thirsty, it quenches us. Water is love and absolutely essential. It is associated with the qualities of darkness, thickness, and emotion. Water is related to the cups in tarot, representing the western direction and season of fall. During this moon, take some time to breathe. Pisces moon can be a very emotional one, bringing out things from deep within. Before you go and make any drastic decisions, communicate and share how you feel. The moon will be full of creative and sensitive energies that will most likely affect our personalities. (laughs) I can already tell you that's fact. The heart may be filled with sympathetic energy right now. I beg you, use it to do work that will make a lasting, positive impression. Like I always say with a watery moon, do not be afraid to dive in, but take a deep breath and check your surroundings first. The water may be deeper than you expect. Its darkness is its beauty, cleansing you and showing you the truth. If you relax your mind and body, you can float upon the dancing waves. Take this time to rebirth yourself out of the water. If you have something to say, say it with love and compassion. As always, if you feel it is too much, if you feel the water is too heavy, take a break and show yourself some much-needed air, sun, and sand. And if you can't get air, sun, and sand, an afternoon in your bedroom playing video games is fine, too. Fuck yes. Just give yourself a fucking break. Whatever it is you're deciding to do. If it's too much, please take a break because the emotional aspect of Pisces Moon 
can really get to you. Just make sure it's rejuvenating and not destructive. Oh, heck yeah. Positive. This is about seeds of change and positive. Exactly. Not, that, not, not that breaking positive stuff down. foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So the stone of the week this week, we're going to go with a truth stone this week. I chose celestite, also known as celestine. It's revered for its high frequency and divine energies. It's a beautiful, beautiful sky blue stone. Um, Kind of looks like aquamarine, but not really. So I'm going to po- we'll post a picture of it on mm-hmm. our on our thing this week. It's a beautiful beautiful stone. It kind of looks like that that milky quartz. Yeah. But it's more blue. Beautiful blue. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A really a sky blue. Mm-hmm. It's also known as a powerful healing crystal. Celestite has been called a teacher for the new age as it will connect one with angelic realms allowing for the free flow of these higher frequencies into the crown and third eye chakras and also down into the throat chakra for expression, which is really important right now. Bringing mental calm and clarity in the midst of any chaotic circumstance, celestite can allow one to easily flow through a traumatic period and still come out on top. It's a stress reliever, anxiety and obsessive behavior reliever it's a perfect piece to carry for those who are singers actors speakers as the very energy will alleviate any type of stage fright or forgiveness or or nervousness forgiveness (laughs) sometimes i am fearful of forgiveness so there you go subconsciously i guess i needed to say that celestite gives courage to those who suffer from agoraphobia, which is fear of crowds, or public speaking. And just know that when I do go out and do karaoke or I do public speak, I either wear my celestite or I wear my aquamarine. Mm-hmm. Definitely two wonderful stones to wear. It can be beneficial for shy or timid children to try new experiences. How beautiful is that? Celestite brings harmony and balance and will assist the holder in finding and maintaining inner peace. Its ability to heighten divine intuition makes celestite especially useful for Reiki practice. It's also a stone of peace and harmony and brings these qualities into daily living. It's a wonderful facilitator for deep states of meditation and it's a perfect companion to use during dream time. So there you go. If you have any, you should wear it tonight when you sleep. I've actually gone to sleeping whichever sto- with whichever stone of the week we've chosen under my Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> oh, look at you. Yep. Um, it will also assist in recalling not only the dream, but also the specific details of the dream. Mm. Mm-hmm. Information imparted during the dream state will also be recalled with perfect clarity. Nice. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. So I'm going to go on with my question of the week now. And you might want to use the stone for this. Are you being honest with yourself and with others? Honesty is the key. With all that being said, my love, what is going on with the wheel of the year? Well, I have a question for our listeners. Are you not sure when to plant your early spring crops outside? You know, like radishes and spring peas and green onions. Here's an easy way to tell. 
Wait until your daffodils have bloomed and begun to wilt. Ah. Then seed those yummy vegetables. That's a good little trick. Because it's different all over the place. That is a very good little trick. I like that. Feel free to do a little magic while you plant. Get a piece of paper, a green ink pen, a rock, and a small portion of a veggie or flower bed. Or you can use a potted plant if you're an urban witch. Write a wish for abundance on that paper or a wish for whatever you want. It doesn't necessarily have to be abundance. I just, it's an annual ritual that I do. So mine is always for abundance and, and a good abundance, harvest. Abundance can be in many different forms. Absolutely, absolutely. Know? And then you place the rock on top of the written charm, wrap the paper around the rock, place it in the soil, cover with the soil, whether it's in a garden bed or in your pot. Visualize your desire of abundance coming true. Mark its spot so you can find it again. And when the wish comes true, dig up the rock, burn any paper that's left, a lot of times, my paper has been gone. Oh, yeah. The earth dissolves mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It's awesome. And place the rock on your altar to remind you of your blessings. When you think it's appropriate, maybe a new moon following your gift, return the rock to Mother Gaia. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. And as that rock is sitting there, you can give gratitude every day for those Absolutely. blessings that it's bestowed upon you. Absolutely. That's wonderful. I love that so much. So let's talk about our pagan connection this week. This week, we have the absolutely gorgeous Selena from Triple Goddess Coven in Tacoma. And in her interview, please forgive, it's a little bit loud in the background because it was very crowded that day. She talks a little bit about her coven, the path they follow. And um, if you want to, go ahead and find her on Facebook. They do, I think they do about eight rituals every year and they do them at Crescent Moon. So look it up, find it out. And if it's close to you, go and ask for permission to be part of it. Yeah, we'll definitely link their site to for sure. our podcast post for on our website. Sure. For sure. She was an absolute doll. All right, so here's the interview. Hi, everyone. Marilyn, back at you again from the 2017 Puget Sound Pagan Pride wonderful free event. I am sitting next to this gorgeous, gorgeous woman here. Her name is Selena. And please tell me, what coven are you with, my love? It's Triple Goddess Coven. Beautiful. What path do you guys follow? British traditional. I love it. I love it. And how long have you been a witch? About 20 years. I love it. I love it so much. And how long have you been coming to Pagan Pride? I would say about four or five years. Wonderful. Wonderful. Tell me about your coven. Where is it located? So uh, our coven is located in uh, the Tacoma area. We have our public Sabbaths at Crescent Moon Gifts in Tacoma. Wonderful. So eight times a year, the public can go and enjoy a nice ritual. I love it. And if they're interested in learning more about Triple Goddess Coven, we do our private intercore rituals at my home, which is in Edgewood. And there we have um, basically planning for the next ritual, making new rituals, more of a in depth. In depth. Um, yes. Yes. I understand. I got it. Oh, I do. I, got it. I do the same thing. Yes. I get that. Um, uh, so tell me, you have a booth here. 
what are you doing? Are you promoting your coven? What are you doing in your booth at Pagan Pride today? Well, we're just letting people know what's going on with the Goddess Coven. Um, I was running Covenant of the Blue Moon for uh, many years. Um, they have uh, served the community for probably about 18 years, but they are now uh, closing their doors, so to speak. Um, the elders are elder. <laughs> And they're just ready to, to rest. Yes. Yeah. I get that too. Yeah. yeah. yeah they're tired. <laughs> it's a lot of work running a car. It is. It takes a lot of not magic to make it magic. Yes, it does. It does. There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that nobody ever really sees, right? Yes. And I think part of making it so magical is keeping it unseen. You know, right? But you're running around like the crazy little ant back there doing it, and then everyone comes over and they're like, "Oh my gosh, this is so great!" Yeah, like, but I've been yeah. you know, up since midnight in my pajamas on on work dress. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Trying to make sure the ritual's right and all that's yes. So, so basically our group is what uh, we call a hive. So I basically hive drop. I love it. Formed, uh, I love it. I love how many members does your coven have? Um, right now we have about five members. Yes. And we're looking um, the maximum amount of thirteen. Yes. So yeah, we're getting all new uh, fresh blood, so to speak. I love it. So we're looking for new members. And um, in 2018, we're going to be um, getting 501c3 and filing our bylaws. So now is the perfect time to come join our coven. Beautiful. I love it. And once again, give that web address for your coven. It's triplegoddesscoven.com. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate your time. Absolutely beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you're not here, why? Get your butt here. I got to tell you, as I was sitting next to her, I was a little bit jelly because she is breathtakingly beautiful. Oh, she is. She absolutely <laughs> is. She, she has a presence about her oh, hell that yes. is unworldly. Hell, yes. And I say that in a very, very complimentary way. Definitely. I, I guess some people would take unworldly negatively and that's not no, how no, no. she's intended at She's all. very, when she walks into a room, you know that her energy is there for sure. Yeah. For fact, 100%. Anyway, thank you, Selena, for that wonderful interview with me. Thank you for taking that time and sitting down and talking about your amazing coven. What's going on with cauldron cooking? <laughs> I'm going to teach you about fuck off flu brew. <laughs> fuck off flu brew. <laughs> Any tea you can get your hands on that boosts immunity is part of this. These Sweet. are the these are the ingredients for this brew that you're going to put together in your cauldron. <laughs> It's any tea you can get your hands on that boosts immunity. I use, I used to make my own, mm. but now that the farm is, is closing down, I've had to go out and get my own. And we have a local tea maker here in Snoqualmie, Moondog mm. Teas at the Black Dog. Nice. And yes, her teas are amazing. Her immunity is that, awesome. I should just stop by and grab some today. Oh, I forgot about that. Thanks yeah, for the reminder. Oh, that's it's absolutely awesome. But I've been known to use the Yogi Immuno Boost tea that you can get in just about any grocery store. Mm -hmm. The things to look for in the uh, tea are the ingredients like elderberries, ginger, cloves, marshmallow, licorice, echinacea, and citrus. Yes. 
and then you're going to need honey. If the honey has been infused with things like ginger, cinnamon, cloves, and citrus, like my own sick be gone. Which I still have some of that too. That's a bonus. But honey from your area is best. You want it raw too. Tablespoon of this goes into the tea. Okay. And for locals here in the Snoqualmie Valley, you can pick up honey at the Snoqualmie Candy Factory or company there, right on Can Railroad you? Avenue they sell in, in historic downtown. Yes. Look at that. Yeah, Sweet. big 16-ounce jar. It's great. It's great. You know all kinds of connections, Oh, lady. I do. I do. <laughs> and then Echinacea Tincture. You don't need a lot of this, but the amount of boost to your own immune system with Echinacea Tincture is amazing. And you just need a teaspoon of this to go into the tea. Okay. And then elderberry syrup. I cannot begin to tell you how this little bit of berry goodness has kept me healthy this year. I went back to it after my bout of pneumonia last year, taking just a little medicine cup of it every single day. Rain or shine, whether I was feeling good or feeling bad. If I was feeling bad, I actually upped my dose. But a tablespoon of that goes into the fuck off flu brew <laughs> if you are local to the greater seattle area look up elderberries now on facebook for an easy supply of elderberry syrup if you're not local i know she ships fairly reasonably very nice because some people may have hard time finding elderberry syrup and I, people are like elderberry syrup what, what? I, i'm telling you i have been healthier this year than I have been in a lot of years, and that is because of this. I, it's the nice. one thing that I changed in my life was adding this to my diet every single day. Awesome. So the magic to infuse in this brew is obviously for health. Visualize your body fighting off the germs successfully, or if you are healthy and you're consuming this, which is... Absolutely okay to do because it's an immunity booster. Visualize yourself staying healthy. Yes. I have been doing the visualization. I have. So immunoboost tea, honey, echinacea tincture, and elderberry syrup. You stir that all up all up together. Drink it warm. It's it's really good. It helps it gets into your body a little bit faster when it's warm. It doesn't have to be boiling hot, just warm. And you should be feeling better in no time at all. Perfect. I love it. I'm going to talk about witchy self-care this week. Okay. And I am just going to remind everybody, this witchy self-care is about staying healthy. (laughs) We have a theme. (laughs) Yeah, we do. We definitely have a theme. Not just you staying healthy, but as you're staying healthy, you are keeping your children healthy too. And or I know, your neighbors or, or your, your neighbors, partner. your friends, your podcast partner, whatever. <laughs> and I know one of the biggest um, issues with me coming down with this wretched flu and now the lung thing is my huge fear of getting anybody else sick. Mm-hmm. Like I am so worried that I'm going to get my children sick and especially with my one kid with immuno deficiencies and all that it really freaks me the fuck out to be mm-hmm. quite honest with you. So I was wearing my surgical mask and, you know, breathing my own disgusting breath <laughs> and absolutely gross. Ugh. Being sick is just gross to me. I just don't, I don't have time for that shit. So stay, Ain't nobody got time for no, that. No, ain't nobody got time for that. So stay healthy. Wash those hands. Drink that tea. Take that vitamin 
and see, and don't let that flu get you like it got me, baby. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for it. What's going on with the old one's wisdom this week? I can tell she's feeling better. I am. I'm saucy right now. This week's quote is from a pagan elder called Alberto Quiero, born in Lisbon in 1889. He is said to have the spirit of a deceased writer inside of him, some kind of creative spirit. Mm. Likely he was just a writer who loved having a nom de plume. Mm. He said, I don't have a philosophy. I have senses. If I talk about nature, it's not because I know what it is, but because I love it. And that's why I love it. Because when you love, you never know what you love or why you love or what is love. But that loving is eternal innocence. And the only innocence is not thinking. I absolutely love that. Albert Chiaro in The Keeper of Sheep. I love that so much. What a, what a youthful springtime way of thinking. Just love. Just love. Find beauty and just love. And don't, and don't examine it. Don't, no. Don't, you know mind fuck it over no fuck we do we mind fuck a lot of things Mm -hmm. it's very Mm -hmm. unfortunate how we do that drop the f-bomb a lot today (laughs) didn't help that the rest the cauldron cooking had it in it i'm kind of i'm kind of in a fucky kind of mood so (laughs) just gotta might have to put a warning label on this podcast you're gonna need to you're gonna need to oh yeah oh what's our spell of the week darling all right so The spell of the week, because we are in the beautiful Pisces moon, of course, this is going to be all about water. It's going to be about your emotions. It's going to be about healing. It's going to be about rebirthing and rejuvenating yourself from those deep, dark depths that we go into. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with going into them and examining them. But what I want you to do now with this moon is come out of that darkness. Nice. With a lesson learned. So, here we go. Seeing into the deep dark depths, tears of healing I have wept. Swimming up from the underwater caves, I rebirth myself from the beautiful waves. Hear me sing my song of joy and youthful fun. Under the beautiful springtime sun. So it is. Thanks everyone for coming back after our sick week. (laughs) Go in peace, love, and light. The circle is open, but unbroken. Until we meet again, my darlings. Merry part and blessed be. You've been listening to the Country Dwellers Podcast. You can find us here each and every Saturday. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as on the web at countrydwellers.com. Thanks for listening. Blessed be.